Hello everybody. So in this podcast, I want to walk you through the online tool Storybird. So first, I'm going to answer the question, how will a teacher teach this technology? So it would start with getting your students set up with an account, um, which would probably have to be premium for this because the free version is pretty limited. Um, and the premium version has some really cool content that I'll talk about later. Um, but a teacher could teach this by um, modeling it in the classroom, getting all their students signed up. It easily um, works with Google Classroom. So if you're using Google Classroom already, um, it's very easy to transfer all your student accounts and stuff like that. Um, so I would definitely suggest modeling it and, and running through all the different types of things you can do in this online platform, which I'll go over. Um, and that's kind of answering question two, how will students use this technology? Well, Storybird has three main uses. The first is challenges. So this is a great tool to teach how to write online. Students will get on to Storybird, click challenges, um, which requires a premium membership, but the challenges come in either eight units that you can do or 121 individual challenges, and they're all writing challenges. Um, so some of the challenges, for example, are um, little like mini lessons, I guess you could say, in conclusions, settings, how-to stories, genre, fantasy, and there's so many more, 121. Um, and each challenge on it has the recommended grade levels. So as a teacher, that's something you could look into. Um, which grade level would I want? Um, or like what challenge would I want my kids to be doing based on their grade? Um, I think that there is, as part of your challenge, a video that they can watch, a little bit of reading, and a quiz at the end of the reading to make sure they understood it. And then I think it eventually moves them to creating their own product as a result of that learning. So if they're doing like a how-to, then they have to create like a how-to comic strip at the end. But um, I couldn't really tell because you have to have a paid membership to get that far. These challenges can easily bolster a lesson by having a creative, authentic product where students can create and show off their understanding of a topic in some sort of visual way. The second thing that students can do is read. So on Storybird, um, as it sounds, students write their own stories a lot outside of the challenges. They'll they can write and publish their own work. And students can read other students' stories because you can publish your stories either publicly, privately to just yourself, or you can do it to a classroom, which I think is very convenient. And each story will show how many views, likes, and comments they'll receive. So this could be helpful as far as commenting because you could ask your students to reply to like two of their peers or to read each other's stories. Um, but I could see views being problematic if a student starts to compare or feel upset because their work wasn't viewed as many times as a classmate. It'd be interesting to see if in the premium a teacher can turn off the views if that ever does become a problem. So that would be something to check out. And finally, the very third thing that you can do on um, Storybird is write. That is the foundation of this website. So students get to choose from six different types of written work, picture books, long form stories, comics, flash fiction, which is like 500 words, poetry, and blogging. So teachers could assign students um, what type of work they want to, 
to them to do. So like you want your students to do a blog, you want your students to do a comic, they can do that. Or you could let them choose their medium to get whatever point, um, like a theme across. But what makes Storybird so special and different than other online writing platforms is it emphasizes the visual as well as the written. So students get to pick what they're doing, so maybe a picture book. And next, they get to choose from a grouping of pictures by a single artist. And there's, I think they said like a thousand, over a thousand different artists to choose from. And once you click that artist, you can use all of their like groups of pictures for your story to help illustrate it and this is very interesting but once you choose your artist you can't go back I and mean, you can't like combine art from like one artist's folder with art from another artist's folder you have to stick with the one you started with so that's the uh, one of the only constraints but I didn't find it um too constraining and I think I would recommend that students maybe start with the image so pick an artist that they like and then that to create writing so a teacher could use this in a way that um, helps students to move from the visual to the written but I mean students could also do it the other way around they could write a story and try to find art that worked for them um, they just might not find art that matches perfectly with an earlier written story so just a couple more interesting affordances about this technology is you can edit a published piece you can pull it back to drafts you can make changes um, as I mentioned earlier you can share publicly or privately privately is only visible to you um, for teachers there's a class code so you could share it just with your class um, when you publish something you get coins which go to your account I think you get it's like three or five coins a day every time you publish and you have to have premium but once you get enough coins you can send in your written work um, to experts. I don't know who these experts are, but it says you can send to experts and they will give you feedback on your writing skills. Um, you can also write in different languages and specify exactly what language it is on your story. You could add optional summaries to your stories to help viewers get a quick little uh, blurb of what it's going to be about. And uh, lastly, as I said earlier, it works with Google Classroom. So these affordances are great. The biggest constraint is you really have to pay for the premium if you want to make the most out of it. Um, but it looks like they have school-wide and district-wide um, payment plans, which could be something to look into. Well, anyways, thanks for listening to my podcast. I hope you learned a lot about Storybird and are interested to go check it out.